0: Hello and welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast, where we desire to see a world transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ. If you have a story to share about how God is working in your life, you can send a message to info at mycrossroads.co. Now, let's get our hearts and minds ready for a powerful message from God's Word. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody had an awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you see I had some shoulder surgery over, I guess, about a, about 10 days ago or so. Welcome to those who are watching online around the country and around the world. We are really glad that you have chosen to be part of the Crossroads family. I am really excited today because we're about to start a new series uh, called the, the Ghosts of Christmas Past. This is our, our Christmas series. This one is going to be life-changing. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I guarantee you. Uh, What we're going to be taking a look at is just like Ebenezer Scrooge, he faced the the haunting, the, the torment of, of the ghosts of Christmas past. There's so many times we face a tormenting, uh, even a haunting of some of the things that uh, that have happened to us in the past, things that we've done in the past, of our past in in general. And it keeps us from enjoying the present, and it keeps us from being everything God wants us to be in the future as, uh, as well. So we're going to be looking at things like, today we're going to be looking at a fence, we're going to be taking a look at, at shame. We're going to be taking a look at uh, at, at names and, and, and labels and also regrets. Uh, and, and this is going to be, I'm telling you, this is going to be amazing, amazing, amazing. And it's going to be a lot of fun as we, as we do it as, uh, as well. And I, I want to uh, reiterate what Sheila said too. This is a great chance, uh, time of season, to uh, to invite people, especially as we go through times like this. There's going to be people who you can reach out to at Christmas times. There is no other better time uh, than the Christmas season to invite people because people said at that time they're more open to coming to church than in any other time of the year. So uh, so just think, of if everybody thought of one person to, to reach online, one person to invite, we'd be reaching several thousand people this Christmas season. Uh, so so to invite your friends. We're going to take a look at, uh, at today something on, uh, we're going to take a look at offense. And this is something that every one of us can relate to because offense is part of life, isn't it? I mean, we, we're going to be offended in this world. If you've ever spent time with another human being, you've, you know, you, there's opportunity for offense. Because why? Because they're human beings, and humans let us down, and humans fail us, and humans frustrate us, and humans do everything else. And while you're relating to them, by the way, you're frustrating them, and you're letting them down, and you're doing all those things as well. It's what happens when people get to, together. Jesus said this in, uh, in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, I believe. And he, he said this. He said, it is impossible that offense doesn't come. Uh, to do that in another way, offense is going to happen. There are going to be opportunities in this world all the time for you to be offended. Uh, it doesn't mean we have to, to, to grab hold of that offense. And it doesn't mean we have to stay offended. But the opportunities will come. And you think about it, uh, we will see in life whatever we're looking for. I mean whatever you're looking in for in life every day you're going to see that wherever you go. Uh, if you're a young man, you're going to see every pretty young girl because that's what your antennas uh, are up for. For those of you that shopped on Good Friday I mean not Good Friday on, on black friday you're to you understand that there were things that you saw of sale, sale, sale were, you were looking for for that. My daughters, whenever they'd go by a coffee shop, they saw every coffee shop that existed in the planet that's what because they had their antennas. Searching for those and looking for those things. Whatever we see in life or we're looking for is what we're going to see. And if people are looking, if you're looking for ways to be offended, you're going to see them every day of your life. You're going to see reasons to be offended with your family every day of your life, probably. You're going to see reasons to be offended with your spouse, to be offended with your kids, to be offended with your parents, to be offended with your siblings just about every day. If you're looking for ways to be offended at work, Every day you're probably going to see some reason to be offended. If you're looking for reason to be offended today, you're going to see reason to be offended. If you may be offended that I'm speaking about being offended today, but offense is going to happen. It's part of uh, it's part of life, and we see what we're what we're looking for. And there's a lot of different ways to be offended, aren't there? We can be offended by something that somebody says. We can be offended by something that somebody does. We can be offended by something that somebody doesn't say or doesn't do that we were hoping or wishing that they would do. I asked some of you, and said, "Or, what are some ways we get offended during the Christmas season? And here's some of the things that you gave. Said, if you don't get invited to a Christmas party, seeing other people get better gifts than, than you, seeing family members treat other people better than they're treating you, dealing with rudeness while shopping, someone taking your parking place anybody relate to that saying Merry Christmas and not having it reciprocated we could go on and on and on again if we're looking for reasons to be offended we're going to see them all over the time even in the Christmas season and if you've noticed this If you notice that that whatever, Christmas has this this way of magnifying what's ever there. The good things, it has a a way of magnifying the good things in life. The pain that we're going through, this Christmas season, for whatever it is, it has a way of magnifying that. And this time that we celebrate the the birth of the Prince of Peace can sometimes be the time that that we conflict with people more than any other time of the year, maybe because sometimes we're smashed together a little more. Uh, Another thing, there are little offenses, aren't there? There's times we just get our nose bent out of shape. There's times we just have a difference of opinion. There's times that really don't matter, but we get offended in a little way. There's also some times that we get offended in big ways because they're big things. We can get offended because we've been abused. We can be offended because we've been betrayed. We can be offended because we've been abandoned. There's a ton of, of huge reasons to be offended. And there's times that each one of us have probably been offended when nothing ever happened, right? We've gotten our nose bent out of shape and it comes out it finds out it was just a difference of opinion, finds out that, that it didn't never even happen, the person never said what we heard they said, and we've been offended for no reason at all as uh, as well. And the pain of being offended differs because of the expectation that we have on that person. We may be, you know, offended by somebody that we see in traffic and we're not really that offended because our expectation wasn't that high. But if our expectation is higher that person, it's easier to get the pain of the offense gets even stronger. If we really, really value and love that person or put that person on a pedestal, uh, that offense can really hurt us in a, in a big way and go a lot, a lot deeper. Here's the question is is how does offense, being offended, how does it affect us negatively? What are some of the ways that it affects our life? What are the, some of the consequences of being offended? One of it is, is this. It hinders the work of God in our life. Listen to what happens one time with, with Jesus in Mark. It said, When the Sabbath came, uh, he, talking about Jesus, began to teach in the synagogues, and many who heard him were amazed. Where does this man get these things, they asked. They asked. What's the wisdom that's been given to him? That he even does miracles, and then they, then listen to where they change. Wait a second. Isn't this the, the carpenter? Isn't, isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And aren't his sisters here with us? And, and they took offense at him. I mean, he was doing all these big things, but who does he think he is? He's just one of us, isn't he? He's just the carpenter's kid. He's just Mary's kid. And they took offense at him. What was the effect of them being offended at Jesus? Watch how it affected. It said this, He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them, and he was amazed at their lack of faith. Jesus, Jesus, mind you, could not do any miracles because of the offense that those people had towards him. I wonder how many times we miss the miracles of God in our life because we're offended at somebody as, as well. I was going to use as an illustration a couple of huge, uh, huge big balls here, like exercise balls, and I was going to try to keep one in, you know, obviously I can't do that now, but, but it's showing that I couldn't have both of them in my arms at the same time. I had to pick either having one in my arms or the other in my arms. And the same thing is true. We cannot hold the miracles of Jesus and hold an offense at the same time. We've got to pick one or the the other. We either choose to to hold on to our offenses and we put down the miracles of God or we put down our offenses in order to receive and and experience the blessings and the miracles of of God. Another one is, is this. Another thing is it keeps us from receiving and enjoying life's blessings. There's this lady in the Bible by the name of Herodias. Now, Herodias is just the female version of the name Herod. Now, she was married to, to Philip, who was Herod's brother. But something that happened is, is she left Philip and started having an affair with, with Herod, and Mer- ended up marrying Herod. Well, John the Baptist said, wait a second, no, 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 you can't do that. That is not right. And so Herodias could do one of two things, just like we could at a time like that. She could either go, you know what? He's right, man, we shouldn't be doing that. Or she could do what she did, which was get all offended. So offended that she is ready to have John the Baptist killed. She's looking for a way to kill him. That is one thing about being offended. As soon as we choose to be offended, we are allowing poison. We are allowing death. We are allowing bad things into our life when we pick up that uh, that uh, offense. Now, her daughter's name, Herodias' daughter, name was Salome. Now Salome must have been a, one incredible dancer because one time she's dancing for Herod when he has he's having a big old party and has a bunch of guests and he is so blown away by her dance he said you know what I will give you anything you want up to half my kingdom and I swear to you I will do that well. She doesn't know what to ask for, so she goes over and asks her offended mom, hey, mom, what should I, what should I ask for? And her mom says, "Ask for John the Baptist's head to be brought on a platter right now. Now, Herod doesn't want to do that, but he's already made that, you know, in front of his guests, he's made that promise, and he doesn't want to look bad and everything, so he has John the Baptist beheaded and his head brought on a platter and given to Salome, who gives it to her offended mother. Now think about this. She could have had half a kingdom and she chose a head instead. That's not somebody who, you know, gets a head, right? I mean, this is a different way of doing that. She could have had half a kingdom and asked for a head. I wonder how many times we could have the blessings of God but instead, and the kingdom of God in our life, but instead we choose to keep and stay offended. Something else it does is it keeps us from enjoying life uh, a few a few weeks ago, uh, Sylvia and I were out on a date, and we're ready to go to a movie, but we have a little bit of time before the movie starts, so uh, we we go shopping. I needed to get a I needed to get a dress shirt that went with a the went with a, a tie, and went there. And I'm going to just do a long story short. I've never seen a worse employee in my life. Okay, this guy was epically bad, and I uh, could go into stories. And then even the guy that comes in after me treats the same way. He was just really bad, and it takes a lot to get me a to, uh, toasted. But it was like, I was like, this guy's just horrible. And I mean, 15 minutes later, I'm still stewing over, over this. And then I suddenly realized, wait a second, I'm on a date with my wife, and I'm letting this guy poison my experience right now because I picked up that offense. So what do we do? What do we do? It said live by this motto. Here, here are these words. Life is too short, and my calling is too great to stay offended. And I want us to repeat that. Repeat this after me: Life is too short, and my calling is too great to stay offended. You know, uh, the Bible actually says it's stupid people that stay offended, that get offended. The Bible says this in Proverbs nineteen eleven. It says smart people are patient; they will be honored if they overlook an offense. And another uh, translation says it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Now, what does it mean to overlook something, uh, an offense? It certainly doesn't mean to pretend it doesn't happen. I mean, it it actually means to, to say it did happen. But even though it happened in my life, I'm choosing not to wallow there. I'm choosing not to stay there. I'm choosing not to let this poison my life. I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing to put this down so I can pick up the blessings of God and the miracles of God in uh, in my life. And the word that is used for overlook there in we just use it as one word in English. It's two words in the in the Greek. Uh, one word means pass, and the other one means over. In other words, we're supposed to pass over. That's what it, it, it means. And, uh, you know, allow me to be a little graphic in, in, the next, in the next little while in order to bring a point home, but you'll understand what I mean, I think. A few weeks ago, I was with my, my grandkids in, in Oklahoma, and I'm, I'm taking a walk with, uh, with them, and suddenly right in front of us, obviously on the, the sidewalk, is a doggy landmine. We'll just call it that, all right? I mean, it's there, right there, and my five-year-old grandson, with all the, the passion of a five-year-old, comes and says, we need to step over that. And I thought, yeah, we do. I mean, I've, I've never stepped in that and had a good experience. I'll put it that way. But what a beautiful, what great theology of just, we need to step over that. Because here's the thing that we need to understand is Satan will try to be putting landmines in front of us all the time that we will get offended of. He wants us to get offended in life and he will constantly be putting these things in front of us by which we can get offended. And you know what we need to do? We need to step over that we need to 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 get over that and so so in the the actual word for offense in uh, in in the greek is the word scandalon, and it's it's the word that is used it's the bait that's in a trap that a hunter used that's in a trap that's the actual word that's the scandalon right there and isn't that a great description that satan baits the trap with an offense he wants us and he just waits back and waits back and waits back and when we grab that offense he's like oh yeah and why does a hunter do that why does somebody do that in order to capture the animal and usually in order to kill the animal uh, as as well and remember Satan wants to kill steal and destroy and what he wants us to do to do is to put a wedge between us and uh, and somebody and somebody else uh, Rene Des- Descartes said this Whenever anyone has offended me I try to raise my soul so high That the offense cannot reach it So what do we do? The first thing is we, to, In order to avoid the mess Is we recognize it for what it is okay? Every single one of us Have trained our mind And trained our eyes To recognize a doggy landmine Right? It can be in the middle of a field. It can be in the middle of a path. It can be one of a uh, of hundred things on a sidewalk, and we recognize that for what it is. We will see it every time. In fact, we will shout warnings, push people away from, uh, from it as well because we recognize it. Can you imagine if we were that astute as to recognize every time Satan puts an offense in front of us and go, I recognize it? I mean, because we're not supposed to, we are supposed to be, we we're supposed to be aware of his schemes. And every time we, we have a chance to be offended, we go, I recognize that, man, that is him trying to put a wedge between me and somebody else. I recognize it for what it is. And that's the first thing that we, that we have to, to do. And the second thing is, is this. The second thing is don't step in the mess, right? I mean, not only does our mind say I recognize what that is but then the second part is we do everything we can to avoid that mess right I mean I've been running down a trail and that being the mess and I've nearly killed myself to make sure I didn't, see, didn't step in that and well a lot of times what we need to do is just shrug something off right we just need to shrug it off because most of the time the person didn't mean to offend us. The driver didn't mean to offend us. The person didn't mean to do that any more than we meant to offend the people that we offend all the, all the time. Most of the time, all we need to do is just shrug it, shrug it off. How many of you have ever had a dog in your life? Raise, raise your hand. Most of us, a lot of us. I, man, dogs are amazing. They give us a seminar for what it means to shrug things off. Because I I bet you've done what I have done with every dog I've ever had unintentionally is there's times I've stepped on their tail. There's times that I've stepped on their paw. There's times I've bumped into them. I've run over them. I've, I've tripped over them, not meaning to. But they do every time. They've done two things. First of all, they give that yelp to let you know I've been hurt. I've been hurt. This is hurting me. This is hurting me. But then, as soon as you go, oh man, and you go down like this, and you go like this, what do they do? <laughs> right? I mean, they come back and like nothing ever happened. And it's maybe it's it's almost as if the dog cares more about the relationship than it does about the offense. I wonder if we did the same thing—that we truly cared more about the relationship and getting back with that than we did about the the the, the fence—and. And I thought, uh, I thought of this, too. The, oh, another thing is, I think I've told this story before, but there's a story that goes that a, a, a mule fell into a, uh, a dry well uh, in, another, in another country. And the mules down there, they have no way to bring the mule back up, so they thought what they'll do is just bury the mule while it's, while it's down there. So they took dirt, and they put a shovel full of dirt on the, on the mule down there, and the mule shook it off and then stepped up on the dirt and then another another shovel full and it shook it off and stepped up and you know what the story is right kept shaking it off and shaking it off until it was able to step out of the of the well and a lot of times god just wants us to shake it off we need to get big, thicker skin and shake it off and as we do we step out of the uh, the offense but there are some things in life you can't just shrug off aren't there there are offenses that hurt 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 I mean they go down to our soul level they'll go down to our spirit level they hurt us they hurt us they hurt us and you know a few weeks ago I just you know I I had I I was offended and I mean deeply offended deeply offended by by something and and here's the thing that I I did I want you to know that I deal with the same things you deal with okay and so I grabbed that offense. Satan put a big old pile of offense in there, and I stepped, baby, I stepped right, I stepped right in it, right? Um, and, and so, um, and that's the thing is that we have to do. We have to deal with the offense. First of all, let me go with, with this. What happens I'll just say this I grew up in a generation Where we spent most of our time outside Can anybody relate to me? I mean it's just like we spent most of our time outside We were playing sports We were doing something We were doing an adventure Something Which meant we stepped in stuff a lot right we stepped in stuff and there was there's a procedure there's something you do when you step in it right first of all you find a curb and you go like this on the curb right and then what do you do you find a little puddle and you do the thing in the puddle like this and then you find some grass and you do the moonwalk right you do that thing and then you take a, find a small stick and you deal with the rest of the stuff right and I think that's what God wants us to do as well that we deal with the stuff why do you deal with this stuff as soon as possible because of this. We didn't just keep playing the game. Whoever stepped in the stuff dealt with it immediately because they were making, you know, it's miserable for the person who stepped in it and everybody else around knows that you stepped in it as as well, right? And again, had that opportunity to be offended. And here's what I was doing. I noticed that I was play, rewinding that offense over and over and over and over. I was replaying it. And something that probably you found out that I've discovered is that's never a joyous thing never has it brought me joy bringing up the pain again and again and again it always hurts and so i remember i'm walking down the down the corridor right here at, at work and all of a sudden it was like god spoke to me almost audibly and he said this you can either keep rehearsing that Lowell, or you can release that that's pretty good right and that is that, that when we're offended, we can keep playing the tape and playing the video over and rewind and rewind and rewind. And every time we do it, we get hurt or we can release it and give that to, uh, to, to God. We recognize the, the event, that what it is. Man, that is a trap of saying we don't step in it. When we do step in it, we deal with it and work on it immediately and we release it instead of re- rehearse it. And really what that is from the great theologian, Elsa, that we just simply let it go, right? All right. <laughs> and and there's, this, there's a great example of letting it go, several in the Bible. And one of them is, is Joseph. Joseph is like the poster child for letting it go. Uh, and here's the here's the picture of what happened with him. He was daddy's favorite. There was no doubt about it. I mean, he that, all his brothers knew he was daddy's favorite. In fact, daddy gave him this this great swag that you know this coat of many colors that was pretty pretty cool. And and because he was daddy's favorite, his brothers got don't miss the word offended at him. So offended that they are ready to first kill their brother and then eventually sell him into slavery. Well, while Joseph is there, he's now in a, a slave in Egypt. Uh, his boss, Potiphar, his boss's wife, gets the hots for him and makes a move on him. And I don't mean just once, but day after day after day, gets him, uh, tries to put a move on him. And he says no. He rebuffs her every single time. And one time she grabs his coat and he wriggles out of it and he runs uh, away, leaving her with nothing but a coat. Well, guess what she does? She gets offended. And she falsely accuses him of attempted rape. Now, not only is he a slave, but he is a slave in prison. And you talk about somebody who has a reason. He's done nothing wrong at all. All he's done, in fact, he's done everything right while he was, while he was working for Potiphar. But he's been put as a slave, and he's been falsely accused. And remember, these people that, that did that, it wasn't shrug it off. They were intentionally trying to destroy his life. They were after him to try to mess up his, his life. So, so then there came the time where his brothers appeared before him because there was a famine in the land and, and he was now the second in command and he, didn't, he recognized his brothers his brothers didn't recognize him and all he had to do was snap his fingers and his brothers would have been imprisoned or snap his fingers and his brothers would have been uh, been tortured. Snap his fingers and his brothers would have been killed. If there was ever a person who had an opportunity to take advantage of an offense that he should have carried, it was him. But what does he do? He looks at his brothers and he says this. He says, you intended to harm me. He didn't blow it off. He didn't, just, he didn't say, hey, it didn't ever happen. He said, you intended to harm me. But God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. You know why? But because what he was really saying is, is this. I'm over it. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to stay in that mess. I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to let it affect my life because here's the thing. Because life is too short, and my calling is too great to get caught up in this. I've got lives to, 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 uh, to, uh, to affect, and I'm not going to stay in this mess. Paul the same way. If there was somebody that had a reason to be offended, he's been falsely accused time and time again. He's been whipped. In fact, there's one time when one of his, the last times he is going to be presented to a Roman court and none of his friends show up to support him. None of his friends. None of the people that he has ministered to, none of the people he has discipled, none of the people, not one. In fact, here's what he says about it in 2 Timothy four sixteen. 16. my defense, no one came to my support, but everyone, hear the words here. Everyone deserted me. Would you say that's a pretty good reason to be offended at your friends? But here's what happened. He said this, "May it not be held against them." And here's why. So that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and the Gentiles might hear it. Paul could have either held on to his offense or he or let go of his ministry or let go of the offense and carry on his ministry. he chose to do the second because you know why because life is too short and our calling is too great in life to stay offended Jesus is our is our example for everything right and if there was ever a person that had a right to be offended he was completely falsely accused he was tortured he was humiliated he was killed and that's just the last 12 hours of life. That's not the whole rest that's 33. That's, that's just the last few hours. And instead, he had the opportunity to go, you know what? I am really offended. Father, smite them, right? But instead, he says, what? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they, they, they do. Jesus Christ could either carry his offense and lose humanity, or save humanity and lose his, his, his uh, offense. And he chose to do the second because life is too short and our calling is too great to stay offended. You know, uh, and the, thir- the last thing we need to do is we need to truly forgive. We, for, I bet there every single one of us have many times that if I gave you a microphone, you could tell a story. Even a story right now of something that you're dealing with. And you could give a story and all of us would go, Oh man. I can't believe that happened. We would be 100% on your side because you would be maybe even 100% in the right and, and somebody offended you and, man, they trashed you. They blew it. They, they whatever, whatever word you want to put there, they offended you to the worst degree. And you have a right to be that, to be offended. You have a right to step in that thing as far as the world is concerned. But imagine, imagine me winning the lottery and I say I won that. I think it's, not, what, $100 million now, the, the, the North Carolina lottery. May I say I won that? And, and I was so excited that I drove up to Bobby's house. And I drove up to Bobby's house. And, and by doing that, I didn't see, and I accidentally ran over his new puppy. And he, and he comes out, and he goes, oh, man, look what you did. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry, but I, I was so excited to tell you the good news. And he goes, well, you killed my puppy. I'm offended. I'm going to hold that against you for the rest of your life. And I go, well, wait a minute. Oh, how about this? How about right now? I just won the lottery. How about I write you a check for $500,000? Would that make you feel a little better better about your, your dead dog? <laughs> what dog? I don't even remember a dog. I don't even know what happened to the dog, right? I can run up some cats in the neighborhood right now and put them up there. I don't even know. Well, Bobby, is there any other way that you've been, been offended? Yeah, my, my brother and sister one time, they, they offended me. Okay, how about, how about if I give you $250,000 for the time they offended you? Would you forgive them? Absolutely. <laughs> no problem. No problem there. Anybody else? Yeah, there was a teacher when I grew up that totally humiliated me in front of the, uh, the, the class. $250,000 for them, Bobby. How about that? Okay. They're forgiven. How about anybody else? Yeah, there was a, a church that let me down. There was this. There was this. There. How about this, Bobby, before you even go on? How about I write you a check right now for $2 million? And you forgive every single person and you cover that offense. Will that, will, that, will that cover the offense? Totally forgiven. I'm rich and totally forgiven. Everybody is off the hook. You know what? Jesus Christ didn't just pay $3 million for us to be able to forgive everybody that we ever get in contact with. He bankrupted heaven in order for that to happen. He died on a cross so we never have to have hold on to the offense that we've ever had in our life. We have an opportunity to either hold on to the offense or give it to to Jesus Christ. We have an opportunity to release it or rehearse it. We have an opportunity that when we see it coming, we can either avoid it or we can step right in it. And when we step in it, what we can do, and some of us have stepped in it, and right now you're carrying offense that something happened maybe this week, maybe your whole life, and you've had it. And maybe today Jesus Christ is saying, let it go. Let it go so you can not only have freedom this season, but you can have freedom for the rest of your life. And if the, if the prayer team can come over, it come at this time and, uh, and, and be prepared. But if we could pray, God, we, we recognize Holy Spirit right now, point out any person, any group that I'm holding an offense to every single person and God right now by an act of my will I choose to overlook it not saying it didn't happen but to saying I'm not going to stay in that mess I forgive them I ask you to forgive them And God, they may not deserve it any more than I deserve, your forgiveness. But I choose by an act of my will to let that offense down. I choose not to let that thing come back and poison me over and over again. I choose to let it go now and forever. God, help me to not walk in offense. I'm gonna be able to shrug stuff off way more than I do. God help us to help us all to recognize the bait of Satan. Help us to avoid it. And when we step in it, God help us to come to you. Because we recognize right now and we affirm that life is too short and our calling is far too great to live in offense. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Crossroads Church Podcast. If you'd like to listen to past Crossroads Church Podcast, you can go to mycrossroads.co slash podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.